Hi there, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Pour It Out with Elena Beverly. I'm your host, Elena, and I'm super excited to have you join me today. This week on the podcast is a conversation that I have been looking forward to for a very, very long time. It is with my good friend, Vicki Burnett. And what's funny is we had actually planned to record a while ago, um, and things just kept coming up and coming up, and it got put on hold and put on hold. And in the meantime, um, Vicki and her husband, Chad, they had a really big life event that took place on March 15th. Um, their house burned. It caught on fire and um, completely burned all the way down. They lost everything. And so a little bit ago, we were talking about her coming on the podcast and what we were originally going to talk about kind of, we decided to put that on the back burner and revisit it later. So I'm excited for a few reasons. Number one, this conversation is really, really special. Um, being someone who has walked with Vicki and Chad over these last few months and seeing things more firsthand, I can tell you it is such a special conversation to hear how the Lord has been speaking to them, how he has been carrying them, how he has been strengthening them. You know, they're not just words for a podcast. It's the truth. I've watched it be lived out day by day. So I'm really excited for you all to hear that. I think it'll be a really important conversation. You know, you may not have lost your house in a house fire, but maybe you are walking through your own sort of fire and you're right in the middle of it and you just need some hope. This conversation will for sure provide that. It also makes me excited because I know that this is not the first or this is not the only time that she will be on here because we still have a lot of things that we need to talk about. So she will be a repeat guest. And that makes me really excited because guys, when you hear her, you will love her instantly. The very first conversation I ever had with Vicki, we sat and talked for hours because she has that kind of personality where she goes deep really fast with you and she will talk to you and have you in tears and she'll be in tears. And literally the next second, she'll say something that's so off the wall that you're crying from laughing. And over this past year or so is where I've really gotten to know her. And I can't even tell you how much I enjoy her conversations, whether we are in person or on the phone, I'll call her for a quick conversation and I'll turn into an hour because she's just someone that you enjoy talking to, that you enjoy listening to. She's also from Jersey, so she's got that accent that I could literally listen to all day. <laughs> so when I tell you that you will love this conversation, I mean it in so many different ways. You will absolutely love her. You will love the conversation. And I know that you will be filled with hope. You will be filled with just the reminder that God sees. He sees you. He knows you. And not one detail has he not covered. Even when life throws unexpected things at us, even when we don't see things coming, he does. And there's that quote that says something about how you can trust your unknown future to a known God. And it's so true, a knowing God. 
something like that. I probably butchered it and I'm so sorry, but we can, we can trust him with everything because he sees and he knows, and he is our provider. He is our sustainer and he takes care of literally everything, every single detail. And what I love is that she shares some of those smaller details to remind herself, to remind others that he's in every bit of it. So pull up a chair in your car, wherever you are, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink or whatever, and join Vicki and I as we pour it out. Well, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's funny how, you know, just things work because when I first talked to you about coming on this podcast, um, we had a totally different direction that we were going to go. And so then life kind of happened and Mm -hmm. changed things. And so when we talked, I was like, well, what direction do you want to go? I know there's so many things we could talk about. So many things. So I feel like, and I told you this before, but you will for sure be back because we have lots of things to cover with you. But today um, I'm excited for what you're going to share and So before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay. So obviously my name is Vicki. My husband is Chad. We are a blended family. We've been married for seven years. We met online, not on a dating website, on a Christian website, long story. But um, he moved to Jersey, where I'm from, and we lived there for six years, and through several different avenues, open door, wanting to be close to family and some painful events in Jersey. uh, We just felt like the Lord wanted us here. So together we have seven children, three are mine, four are his, and we're on going on grandchild number four due in October. So we're super excited. Um, I love it here. It's definitely totally different world than Jersey. Um, in great ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was, uh, born in Venezuela. Um, I've lived in Texas, Long Island. I guess at some point we started in Ohio. So I guess I'm coming back to where I started, but yeah, lived in in, uh, New Jersey almost my whole life. And, uh, yeah. So I'm a nurse and you got dogs, dogs, chickens, goats. (laughs) It's my faux farm. As I say, (laughs) we live out in the country, which I love because I'm not country. Oh, you're getting there. Oh yeah. Especially now. (laughs) God was like, oh, you think you're not country. You just wait. (laughs) We gonna fix that. (laughs) Um, Well, I have to say I'm very amused um, because you're the first person. This is episode 27. Mm -hmm. um, And you're the first person to show up with notes. And so (laughs) it makes me laugh because it is so true to who you are. (laughs) Um, Super organized, super just on top of it. And I Mm. love it and I appreciate it. And I'm here for it. <laughs> so because you're the one with all the notes, I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you roll. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so 
the notes is this. I am a little scatterbrained. And I want to make sure I get the details right and in the right order. Because ultimately, this is to glorify God. And I I don't ever want to waste a detail. Yeah. Because he cares about the details. And so, yeah, this morning I was like, okay, let me... Let me start from the beginning. I, we're going to talk about the fire, right? So uh, that day, there was just so many things that happened that I wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. Yeah. I didn't recognize, you know, certain people that, like, just showed up. So um, we had a fire March 15th of this year. It was a total loss. And um, we, from that, from the very first moment, we're praising God and thanking mm-hmm. God and trusting him above all, trusting him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Chad and I have been through so much separately <clears throat> and together um, that we have learned over the past many years that it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, maybe even especially when they're painful you have to trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I have wrestled with God through so many things in my life. Um, and I, I must be a slow learner because it's taken me to this point in my life to really genuinely, completely, and wholly trust the Lord. It doesn't mean I don't have moments of struggle or where I cry out to the Lord and like, I need you to encourage me because I'm struggling in this moment. Um but in a total sense, I am 100% sold out on the Lord. And I did not grow up a Christian. And I think that's important because I think when we look at other people and we see a faith that seems to be unmovable, like it, it can make us feel like oh, they must have mm-hmm. they must have known the Lord their whole life or um, whatever. It, it seems unattainable. And no, I grew up really uh, to be a feminist, to hate God, not trust the Bible. And God has been very patient with me. Mm-hmm. And I've rebelled against the Lord. Um, after knowing him, after loving him, after dedicating my children and my life to him, I turned my back on him. And that was for a good portion of time. And so... He lovingly, graciously called me back. And it was such a humbling experience that I vowed to never be his enemy again. And though he slay me, I will still praise him. Mm-hmm. And boy, have I been slayed. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> that's like uh, another story for another time. So March 15th um, started out like a normal day. I work at Adina. Um, Chad works from home, which is awesome because, like you said, we have dogs. And so they're never alone. And um, he was on a conference call and he was his office was in the basement. And so he started to smell smoke, but it wasn't it was an electrical burn smoke type smell. And so he went into the storage part of the basement opened the door and looked through and saw through the window flames. So he ran upstairs, he went outside and he saw the house was on fire. 
So he ran back in, got the dogs out, and he started looking for hoses. In his mind, he's like, I just need to get the fire out. Our bedroom will be, you know, destroyed, but we can live in the rest of the house. Like, that's where he was thinking. Every hose he touched broke in his hand. And he was just crying out to the Lord, praying to God. And it took three hoses and running around the whole house trying um, to get the hoses to connect so he could put out the fire. Right before that, when he took the dogs out, he thought the goats. So we had goats next to our house. We still have them, actually. Um, and there was we don't know who this person is. He must live in the area, but he was already out there. Um, Chad asked him to call 911. I think he had already been calling them. And that man helped Chad get the goats into the chicken area, which was farther away from the house. Um, he realizes he can't get that fire out. Plus, the water's frozen. It had been warm, cold, warm, mm -hmm. cold. Now the hoses are frozen. So he calls me. Now, Chad never just calls me at work. He, he will always text me, hey, do you have a minute so mm -hmm. we can talk? So I knew right away uh, he's calling me. Something's up. But anyway, I, I answer the phone and he's screaming, the house is on fire. And I say, what? Um, he said, the house is on fire. You got to get here. And the crazy person that I am, I'm like, take pictures. Because I just, in my mind, I can't fathom the house is on fire. Mm -hmm. I hang up the phone. I start instantly crying and just saying my house is on fire and I'm trying to think what do I need to grab because I have things in my locker things at the nurse's desk so I grab what I know I need um I can't run fast enough it's like my legs had <clears throat> weights and I'm just carrying all of these things half of which I didn't need to carry and I'm yelling through the hallways my house is on fire and I'm crying I get into the locker room I'm like, oh, I don't need to get changed. I just switch out my shoes, grab my purse, and I'm running out. And as I'm running out, people are running behind me. Do you need me to drive you? And I'm like, no, no. And in my head, girl, none of you are going to drive as fast as I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm about to break some laws right here. <laughs> but even with that, I know that my brain wanted to move a thousand miles a minute, but there was just peace. Mm -hmm. And there were, but there were a million thoughts in my head. First of all, I was trying to call Chad. He would not answer. That freaked me out. So I said, okay, he's not answering. I'm just going to assume he's busy. I'm going to assume that he got the dogs out because that's just the man he is. Those are our babies. He's going to get them out. Um, uh, so I'm going to pause right here and I'm going to give a little backstory. In November, Pastor Mark had done these panels where he was inviting people from the congregation who had something to offer others. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners. One night he did a financial panel where he had his son who's a lawyer. He had Emily Gerber, insurance agent. And forgive me, I can't remember the other man's name. And he was a financial advisor. And I'm like, Chad, we have to get our life insurance like set and our will and all of that because we're a blended family. We have seven kids and we believe like what one gets, all gets. Mm -hmm. So 
that was the motivation. Well, life happens, holidays come, procrastination kicked in. We didn't get it done. January, the end of January comes along. I'm like, we got to get this life insurance. So I'm like, made all the appointments. The day before, I actually, it was President's Day. I can remember in February. We happened to just get our house insurance uh, policy. I guess they had re-upped it. We brought it with us. So we're talking about life insurance. And Emily's like, do you guys want me to look at your house insurance and car insurance? We're like, yeah, we brought our policy. We didn't. We hadn't even opened it. She opens it and she's like, well, they bumped you up $800. And we're like, whoa. She's like, yep, it's just a delayed reaction from the pandemic. And she looks at it. She just, like, within, like, 30 seconds, she's like, I can do much better. For this price, I could do much better. We're like, whatever it is you want to do, do it. And Chad was dealing with that. And he, he kept telling me on the 12th, they're going to send a check. We have to send it to escrow. Our new policy will start the 12th. So I get in the car and my heart sinks. I'm like, the insurance, our house insurance. And the Lord reminded me today's the 15th. I said, oh, Lord, her new policy kicked in. I didn't know what that meant. All I knew is Emily said it was going to be better. Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I'm just like, I, I, right then and there, I was like, Lord, you're so good. And so I had been texting Lacey because we were going to go on a double date in a couple days from there. And we were like, where should we go? Whatever. And I couldn't reach Chad. I said, what do I do? I hadn't even left the parking lot. Um, I started driving. I'm like, what? I need people to pray. Oh, I was just talking to Lacey. I call Lacey. She's like, hey, girl. I'm like, my house is on fire. She's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I was like, she's like, what do I do? I was like, I need you to get everyone praying. That's all I could think about. Lord, I need your hand on us right now. And I need the church to start praying. And so we hang up. Call Chad again. No, no answer. Uh, call his mom. I got to call his mom. No answer. I text her. Um, our house is on fire. You need to pick up. So then I said, I need to call his sisters. Call Penny. Hey, girl. Oh, my house is on fire. She's like, oh my God. She starts bawling. Now she's with the other two sisters. What do we do? I said, I need you to pray. Do we go there? No. I don't know what's going on with this house. All I know is our house is on fire. Hang up. I said, who do I call next? Um, I probably try to call Chad again. No answer. I call one of our daughters here, Tori. Um, again, no idea. And I said, I need you to know that our house is on fire. Let the other kids know. And I'm just about halfway home. And surprisingly, I wasn't really breaking laws. I maybe five miles over the speed limit, which I think God was just like, you don't need to be crazy. Right. Um, then I called my daughter in Jersey. And she instantly starts bawling because I'm crying and I'm trying not to cry. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're crying. She's like, no, no, you're supposed to be crying. <laughs> I don't want to cry because um, I don't know what I'm walking into. And I turn on to Blaine Highway, which is about two miles uh, from our house. And I just see it was the most beautiful day. I mean, there wasn't mm -hmm. a cloud in the sky and you could just see like this 
dark smoke just piling up in the and i'm like oh wow this is for real for real like our house is legit and as i pull up <clears throat> i tell rebecca i gotta go because i gotta record this and i recorded pulling up to the house and um it was shocking like <clears throat> so i pull up at some point during the drive, I reached my mother-in-law again, and she was in Bible study. I said, she was like, I'm at Bible study. I said, our house is on fire. You need to get people praying. She stopped the class, and everyone started praying. Well, in that class was Matt Ronk, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I have allergies, so forgive me, guys, when you hear me sniffling. Um, I park my car and I just wanted to see that Chad was okay. And I saw him. I fell to my knees in front of the house. And I said, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I don't care whether I understand it or not, but I'm gonna praise you through this. And I saw the firefighters and I just started praying over them. And as I started praying over them, I see Chad and he's grabbing the water hose and he's pulling it with them and he's tossing them tools and it broke me. I was like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be killing yourself trying to save your home. But who wouldn't, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to, but that's just the kind of man he is. So, uh, I finished praying and I'm like, I'm just shocked, to be honest with you. I'm just looking at the house and it's in flames and it's, it's, it's burning and everything seems to be slow motion. Well, Matt Ronk is there and I, I can't, some memories are fuzzy, but he's like, I just needed to know the chat was okay. And I'm like, I'm, I know we know you. And I know you're good people, but like you dropped everything just to make sure he was okay. Like that was just, and then of course I had told my sister-in-laws, don't come. They were there. Our brother-in-laws came, sister-in-laws, Tori came. Um, my neighbor was there. I mean, there's a bunch of people in the lawn just watching it's such a shocking mm -hmm. thing to witness. And um, so that that all happened. But Chad called me probably around 10, 10.30. No, 10.15, I think it was. And I got there by 10.30-ish. Uh, and we just, we just watched it till about maybe 5.30. We were there all day. None of our animals got hurt. Obviously, Chad was able to get out. At some point, he was able to go. Right when you walked into our home on the left, we had a table. He would drop his keys and his wallet. So the firefighters were like, if you need to grab it, go. So he grabbed it. That was awesome. That was like, it's one of those things where it's small in detail, but that's a blessing from yeah. God because to not have to replace those things and, and 
it was just, it was just one of those blessings that you don't think about until it happens to you. Um, so other people kept passing by Kayla McGill. I was like, what is she doing here? And she just came and she hugged me. I didn't realize she lived like literally the yard Mm -hmm. over from me. And she had her son with her and she was just like, we, we saw the fire. We're praying for you. I was just like, I, I don't know what I seem like to people, but I know that I was just, my face was in shock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's nothing you can do. And, you know, you think about, oh, if my house ever gets on fire, I'm running and getting this, this, and that. That's just not how it works, at least yeah. in my experience. It, God puts, like, a protective subconscious in our brains and like no you'll get hurt unless there's a family member i'm like so as you're watching your your life burn before you i've been saying this god designed us in such a intelligent way you don't process everything all at once Mm -hmm. it's just too much so as the hours pass i'm like oh that's burning up i was like my wedding rings most nurses don't wear their actual wedding rings to work and so the night before as I did every night before I work I would take my wedding rings off put in the top drawer of my nightstand and put those silicone rings on I was standing there I'm like oh there go my wedding rings the fire had started on the outside of the home on the side of our bedroom so I was like they're gone um And what I found out later, the firefighters told us, a fire that starts inside the home is way easier to contain. Fire that starts on the outside, it's almost never containable. So the when the siding gets hot, it acts like a um, accelerant, Mm -hmm. and then once the heat gets in between the walls, it just went above and below, and. so there was really no hope for us um, saving anything. I'm trying to think um, who else was at the property besides our family. I know at some point the firefighters called Red Cross. So I was like, I did, again, I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at some point the they... The garage hadn't been touched. So they broke one of the broke down one of the garage doors and there was no fire in there. Maybe some smoke. And they told Chad, if you want to take some stuff out. So he got he was able to get the motorcycle out, bicycles, kayaks, some of his tools. Um, and then we had a refrigerator, so we started offering the firefighters water. <laughs> um and um, it was just hours and hours of like, you know, every once in a while, wow, this is burning. My cookbook that I've had for over 20 years of family recipes. Those are the heartbreaking things. You don't mm-hmm. think about your TV. You don't think about your furniture. I was like, all the things that I saved for my kids, you know, Chad's memorabilia from his father who he lost in 2008 um 
just things that you know you can't replace. Mm -hmm. You just stop and you cry. And, but I trust you, Lord. Yeah. This sucks, though. Those things hurt. I don't care about the house. I told, we, we <clears throat> almost instantly were like, God, the house is yours. Mm -hmm. We didn't even really know what that meant. But, so about 5.30, um, I think the house had, the fire had been contained maybe around 4, and it relit. So the firefighters had to come back and douse the house. The garage still was pretty intact. Um, by 5.30, we're like, I think Matt had said, you know, church is tonight. We're like, oh yeah, today's Wednesday. We both instantly were like, we're going. And so we had asked our daughters, can you get us clothes? So they went shopping for us. Um, we boarded up the garage. We still had a ton of things in there, tools, whatever. Took a video and we're like, oh, we'll come back in the morning because we were exhausted. My back was on fire. It was just our faces got so sunburned. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow, no problem. As we're leaving, Deanna Depew shows up at our property with a laundry basket, soap, shampoo, razors, socks, pillow, pillowcases, towels, washcloths. I had already left, but she had caught Chad before he left. He, she was like, I had a fire 10 years ago. I know exactly what you need and gave us this basket. She couldn't have been more right. He came with that, but I, I cried. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have any of these mm -hmm. things. We took a shower, we put on our clothes. I don't even know what we wore. Um, we get to church and it's such a surreal moment. And I guess we had somebody, I think I had text Nikki, um, which by the way, like within an hour of telling Lacey, I can't even tell you what time, but it wasn't long, Nikki, you, I mean, people were texting us and I'm like, whoa, I expected my family, but even some family members, I was not expecting. Um, like my pastor's wife is texting me. Not that I didn't know her, but like, what can we do? Mm -hmm. And I was, it, it, you just pause because you're like, you think it's just happening to you. But we quickly realized this wasn't just us. We were about to be surrounded. By a community of people. that were gonna pour love on us. Whether they knew us or not, they were going to stretch out their hands and love on us, mm -hmm. pray for us. Like we felt prayer. I have never felt prayer before. Like you pray with people and you can feel like the Holy Spirit moving. But when you can be away from people but know that people are praying for you because you feel it, that, 
is just something you never forget. So, um, I'll back up while we're on the yard. My daughter <laughs> in Jersey, who's like, I don't know what to do. Can I start a GoFundMe? I was like, I don't, yeah. Like, I am so sure, I guess. I don't even know what that looks like. She started a GoFundMe. And it's just one of those things, if you know my story, and this might be a time, you know, we'll do this another time, but that daughter and I, there it was just been a couple years ago that she wouldn't talk to me. And now she's here crying on the phone with me, doing whatever she can to help. And it's just one of those things where you're like, Lord, you already have done so much. And, and to see that evidence of his restoration, like we were already good, but just to see what she would do for me when I know a couple of years, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that way. Um, so let me, I have to backtrack again. And I knew this would happen. Before we left for church, um, we were able to get close to the house and see what kind of damage was done. And I looked through our bedroom window. There's no floor. There are no walls. There's no furniture. Everything is burned down into the basement except for my nightstand. I want to take just a quick second and tell you about my local partners that I have here in Chillicothe. These are three local businesses who have come alongside me to support me, to encourage me, and to help me in any way. They are absolutely incredible. I'm gonna start with Roast Coffee, hands down best coffee in Chillicothe. Their tagline is coffee and community. You can walk in, get amazing coffee, and talk to some incredible baristas. And also you always run into people that you know because we have a fantastic community and they hang out there. It is the best place to go. You will find me in there a lot, whether I am sitting down, meeting with someone face-to-face, whether I'm grabbing something to go. Sometimes I go and don't even order coffee. I just sit because the atmosphere is so wonderful that I just enjoy being there. One of the best places to be here in town is located in the Fort Collective, so you can grab your coffee and also shop around while you're in there. And the best baristas. I mean, just really the best people. We are gearing up, we are kicking off summer. And so let me tell you, the iced Cubano, I like it with oat milk, would be my hands down favorite uh, summer drink. I also like just the simple cold brew. And if you're into teas, their iced chai tea and their iced matcha are both fantastic as well. They also have a lemonade that is bottled, it's pre-bottled, and it is fantastic. So even if coffee is not your thing, go grab a lemonade and you will be just as excited and you will love it just as much, I promise. My second partner that I wanna tell you about is Sweet William Blossom Boutique. Uh, They are located on 2nd Street across from Carl's Townhouse, and 
they have been my favorite downtown business since the very beginning. Um, they've got the best chocolate covered strawberries, the most beautiful flowers. Guys, we are in peony season, which is like the best season if you ask me. They have the most beautiful peony arrangements. Go check them out. If you want to brighten someone's day, get them a peony arrangement. Get them some chocolate covered strawberries or a gourmet apple. You cannot go wrong. If you are looking for a pick me up for yourself or a way to brighten someone's day, stop in there and I promise anything you get, <laughs> anything that you get will brighten someone's day. They also have a new Dirty Pop stand. If you don't know what a Dirty Pop is, then pop in and go check them out. Oh, did you catch that? No pun intended. Um, but go check it out. They are fantastic and they have the cutest, most perfect little charcuterie cone to go with it. So if you are downtown and you just need a quick little snack, go grab a Dirty Pop and a charcuterie cone and you will be good to go. Cannot say enough good things about uh, Sweet William Blossom Boutique. It literally has been my favorite downtown business since they opened. Um, there's nothing, I will say this forever and ever because it is the truth, there is nothing better than getting a pink box either delivered to you by them or delivered to you by a friend. There's nothing better, I promise. And lastly, Maggie and Me Candle Company. These are amazing smelling candles that are safe. They are hand poured. They are healthy for you and they are made with love by Lid Bunstein and her granddaughter Maggie and they are fantastic. You can pick them up around town at different places. They are sold at High Five Bakery. They are sold at New System Bakery. They are sold at Nelly Dog. Um, they are sold all around and you can also find them online. So look them up on social media and go check them out. And if you go to any of these places, be sure to let them know that Alana sent you. I see my nightstand <clears throat> and it is leaning towards the basement. Every drawer is open except the top drawer where my rings were. And Chad said, I'm getting those rings. And so, um, of course I have to record it because I'm documenting every moment of this life experience, whether it's a crisis or not, because that's just a crazy person I am. Um, he, Oh, Mike Reisinger was there too. <clears throat> Mike and Matt made sure he didn't fall into the house. He, Chad put, we found, I guess he found like a doormat or whatever, put it over the window because there's still glass. He reaches in and he pulls out the drawer. And I was like a hero moment. So, and he got my rings. <clears throat> and again, God was like, you're going to lose a lot, mm -hmm. but there are going to be certain things that I'm going to make sure you keep. And um, Which time? <clears throat> Tell about your Bible. I was going there next. Okay. <laughs> and as we're doing that, we look down and um, I'm trying to think. I think Kayla was still there too. I, I don't, I know she's the one who took the picture. 
I think. I may have gotten that wrong, but we looked down. Now we had a good amount of Bibles. We had Bibles from when Chad was a child. Um, we just see a Bible, we like it, we buy it. And on, uh, on our dresser, we had Chad's, I think, high school Bible. It was bright blue, had his name on it. And we looked down in this rubble, everything is burned around it, except this bright blue Bible. And we're just like, oh my gosh, it's not burned. It, it again, just a testimony. I, every time we found something like that, the, the Bibles especially, um, I got some flack on Facebook because I shared a post about a Bible and you have these <clears throat> people who are just so angry at God or don't understand mm -hmm. God and they want to minimize or mock yeah. those sort of things. And one of the things is like, oh, other things don't get burned or whatever. It's like, you don't understand. That is evidence. And it's, it is to <clears throat> me, God saying my word yeah. is, will not fail. Yeah. You will walk through this fire, but I will sustain yeah. you. That's the way I took it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so, now we couldn't climb in there yet and get it um, because it was still too hot, still too dangerous. But we took pictures and we were just like, all right, we're going to get it back. So got my rings. Um, my son had called me. Again, if you know my story, that was pretty cool. And before we leave the house to go to church, my youngest calls me, who I haven't spoken to in almost two years. And I did not expect that. That was a huge shock. Um, and she called me, she heard about the fire and we <clears throat> talked for a little bit again, it's a move of God. Yeah. There's just so many little <clears throat> nuggets of, you know, God sprinkling seeds of hope mm -hmm. and a glimpse of his goodness, mm -hmm. you know, a starting with Chad didn't get hurt. Our dogs didn't get hurt. Our animals didn't get hurt. Um, those are the things that, you know, you just, thank you, Lord. I can get through the rest. And I could have, obviously we can get through anything with the strength of the Lord, but thank you for sparing me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't want to have to go through that. So we get to church and we just really wanted to go before the Lord and praise him. And one of the things I said that night is this is mu muscle memory. Um, another just awesome thing. My plan was to go to church because it was a Wednesday night after work. So I had taken my Bible and my notes with me. Um, so it was in my car. That would have gotten burned up. <clears throat> And the Bible that I use, which I have here with me, Chad had bought this Bible for me and used it to propose to me. So like, again, the Lord just saved that for me. And it meant so much. And I was just so happy when I got in my car. I'm like, oh, <gasps> you didn't get burned up. <laughs> um, and as we are 
during worship, our neighbors are texting us and they say, hey guys, your house is back on fire. So I say, send me a picture because is this a little flame? Like how much more can we burn here? Right. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, and the whole house is back. I mean, it almost seemed worse than what we saw during the day. And maybe that was because now it's dark. Um, so we leave church and we head to the house. There's probably 12 fire trucks lined up down Chester Hill Road and nothing we can do. So that whatever was salvaged in the garage that we thought we were gonna get the next day was gone. There was partial, like, during the day, the firefighters were able to take out my kitchen table, which I thought was so cool. But now knowing how bad smoke smell is, there's no way we would have been able yeah. to use it. But it was just the fact that, okay, my our school bags for school of ministry were on the porch. I was just too tired to grab them. I'll get them tomorrow. Everything was gone. I have to backtrack again. Before we left for church, unbeknownst to Chad, because I knew he wouldn't let me do it. I went through the garage while they were... <laughs> he knows now, so <laughs> I won't get in trouble for that. But uh, I, I go through the garage while everyone's distracted. And... <laughs> while everyone's distracted. I, I go through the living room. The, sorry, the laundry room, which you would go in through the garage, go into the laundry room, and I peek into the kitchen. And there's a little bit of the floor left. Um, most of it was leaning towards the basement, including the refrigerator. I had mentioned that cookbook that my mom had started for me 22 years ago. And it was sitting on top of my refrigerator in this cute little farmhousey box. And my counter was kind of leaning in. So I stepped really hard on the floor. I was like, oh, that feels stable. <laughs> I pushed the counter to see if it would move. It didn't move. So obviously I climbed the counter to reach to the refrigerator, which was leaning into the basement. And I was able to grab that cookbook plus another little cookbook um, that was his grandmother's. Um, and again, the Lord just blessed me with that because that's something I want to leave for my kids. Right. Obviously, Chad found out later. He wasn't too happy about that. But I have my cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so thankful because whatever we thought we were going to be able to salvage our backpacks, our coffee mugs, because they took out the whole, you know, my little coffee <clears throat> bar, yep. which had about 8 million mugs. That was on the porch, gone everything burned including that blue bible that we were going to try to rescue so we were just exhausted i mean if i thought my back hurt when we left we spent another couple hours that night just <clears throat> we we just watched it burn and to the point where like i i gotta go like and i was like i'm tired too we found out the next day, my poor neighbor, she was like, I was up all night. It, it relit two or three more times and they had to come back overnight. 
So another cool thing, I guess a day or two later, we went back to the rubble and Chad climbed down to see if he could rescue anything. And he found a Bible that we had bought the first year of our marriage. And that's the one I posted. Um, And again, it's just like, uh, like the word says, you know, things will turn to dust and the earth will come and go, but God's word will stand forever. And that's, I'm like, that's it. That's all this. This is what life is about to me, right? Like to understand and fully believe and know that God is sovereign his word is true, and he is from everlasting to everlasting. Yeah. And so we spent the next, so we would go back every day trying to rescue things. But one of the, that weekend, so this happened Wednesday, by that weekend, we had five of our seven kids all together, which hadn't happened ever. There, We, we might have had four, five you know, but not that many. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still looking forward to the day where we can have all seven together and we're hopeful for that. But my daughter and her boyfriend came in from Jersey, our Chad's son. I hate saying Chad's son and my daughter, right, but yeah. it's just so you know who's who. For us, they're all our kids. Right. So Graham comes with his fiance and we're all under the same roof. And... Like we just sat and we're like the house, whatever we have to do with that can be on pause. We're going to just enjoy this time with our children, which was such a blessing because we had just talked about in just about a month before that, because Rebecca had come to visit, um, but we couldn't get all the kids together. We knew Graham wasn't going to be there. And we had just talked about, man, we, we hate that we missed the opportunity to get kids together. So it was just awesome. They were able to reconnect or connect for the first time. It was a huge blessing. Um, and you, you know, people reached out to us and showered us. Yes. I mean, the amount of people just handing us a check or money, hugging us, telling us we've been through this. Um, you just don't know what people have gone through in their life until something like this happens and you realize people have been through a lot. Yeah. Like people have stories and God has brought them through, blessed them. And it just, that's what I love about testimonies, right? Mm -hmm. It gives us hope. Um, But you had said, Hey girl, I'm going to, I'm going to start a meal train for you. Not now. I'm going to give you a couple days. I was like, Oh good. Because a, I don't feel like eating B I can't even, like, my brain can't even wrap itself around the idea of a meal train. Mm-hmm. But that was such a huge blessing. I didn't know we needed. So I'm going to publicly thank you. And I did thank you. And for everyone who gave us a meal, you have no idea what a blessing that was. Because it just took something off our plate. And... One thing we didn't have to worry about was food. Um, so fast forward, God has blessed us throughout this whole 
situation. And there have been many times in my life that I have wrestled with God, Mm -hmm. doubted him, confronted him, told him what he needs to do. I love that one. (laughs) You know that God is patient if he has to deal with me. But never once did I doubt him through the situation. Never once did I challenge him. I think because to me, like, and I think for Chad too, this was hard. There were many times, not a ton, but there were a good amount of times where we just sobbed. Mm -hmm. Losing a home. This home for us was something that we really just knew that God blessed us with it was the nicest home we had either of us had lived and owned um we enjoyed every moment living there and just really wanted to honor god with that home and so losing it felt like we almost lost somebody that we love and so we had Mm -hmm. to mourn that but never in a way where we were mad at god or questioned him so, you know, for anybody who thinks, wow, they're, you know, they're so like, because we've gotten this a lot, like just you walking through this. Yeah, you can walk through something with faith, with faith and trusting God and still mourn yeah. your loss. Yeah. And that is human. Yeah. And that is real. And it's okay. Um, I felt a lot of times I had to like, just reassure people just because I'm crying doesn't mean like I'm not like questioning God or anything, mm-hmm. but honestly, we really shouldn't have to. That's just me being paranoid about, yeah, you know, but I mean, our insurance company was like amazing. Yeah. Emily Gerber <clears throat> really knew what she was doing. You were going to ask me something. No, I was just going to say like, that's something that, I have really just learned, I think over the past few years is the tension of holding both, you know, because I think all growing up and things like it's always been one or the other, you're either going to be really sad and really angry, or you're going to give thanks and praise. And my experiences were always the people who were either really angry and disappointed and turned their backs on God or the people who like lived in denial and were just like, but it's okay. But you're like, but I know that you're not okay. (laughs) And, um, and it was something that I just really, I have learned personally, I would say just over the past like three or four years is the beauty of being able to hold both to grieve on one hand but to still hold gratitude in the other. And, you know, God, we're so grateful and we're so thankful, but also our hearts are broken. Or also this is really hard. And I think that is a really important lesson to learn that it can be both. You don't have to choose one or the other. It's not, if you're crying, it doesn't mean that you're still, that you're not grateful. And if you're giving God the glory and praising him, it doesn't mean that you're living in denial or that you're not feeling the sadness. Like, there's a tension and it's just learning how to walk right in it. 
And I think too, it's like, it's a balance. When, when we moved here, there was a lot I needed to heal from. And I was living in a world of like joy and sadness at the same time. And, you know, we had a lot of honest conversations and, you know, Chad was so worried, like, do you regret moving here? Never once have I regretted moving here. You, I know this is where God has us. Mm -hmm. The, The peace I have over that is solid. And I loved this movie here was like living out a Hallmark movie, like, the girl from the city moves to the country and she falls in love. And I was like, oh, I'm living out a Hallmark movie. But at the same time, there are some things that I'm grieving. Yeah. And I just learned to be okay with both. Yeah. The thing I struggled with probably was not living in the sadness. And those are times I wrestle with God. Like, I, I, I need help with this area. And thank God for Chad. I mean, he's been the one who has been my sounding board and will comfort me, but also like, <laughs> you need to remember who God is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to take our eyes off what's causing the pain or what's right in front of us and trust that God is sovereign. Yeah. And that he can use all things for his glory. Yeah. And sometimes things need to suck either for you or for the people that you're you're worried about and love because you know like the prodigal son, you know, he had to come to the end of himself. Mm-hmm. And I think about all the times that I messed up or the times that I put myself in stupid situations and I had to reap the consequences for those things, but those things were not great. They did hurt. But God is using them. Yeah. Me turning my back on God and being his enemy and rebelling against him is, is what God uses to make sure. Well, I don't know that it's God who I use it. I never, ever want to do that again. Yeah. I was so mad at God. I was... I didn't trust him, but really it was my fault. I was in the position I was in. Yeah. But that took years to learn. God doesn't cause us harm. He may allow things to happen. And like another, like this is such a silly thing. And some people might roll their eyes at this, but I really don't care. I'm going to give God, God every ounce of glory and like, um, give him just all the credit for this. Last, not this December that just passed, but the one before, I decided to grow out my hair and not dye it. I've tried this before, especially during the pandemic, but my patience just didn't allow. <laughs> I was like, no, we got to cut it. Um, but this time I said, no, I really felt like I'm supposed to grow my hair, um, get through those weird, funky stages because mm-hmm. my hair was really short and I love my hair short like couple days after the fire it just occurred to me like oh i can put my hair in a ponytail what would i be doing right now with short hair looking a hot mess because i have no inclination to style my hair when you have short hair it you has, better do yeah, it it has to be done yeah other otherwise it's a scary look mm-hmm. and i just 
I'm at just in awe of God that you would put that on my heart yeah, and prepare me for what's coming yeah. next. Even now we live in an RV, like just fast forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to look for rental properties within our area. Um, we live in Huntington Hills and again, very quickly did I become educated on what our options are for rentals. Not, no dig, but to anybody who lives in Huntington Hills, but the options aren't great. Not not that we could find. And so I really did not want want to live in an RV. And that weekend, was it that weekend? Or maybe like two weekends after the fire, Tiffany had come up to me. She's like, we have an RV, you know, just in case that's an option. Now, Chad had already mentioned an RV, okay? Absolutely not. Oh, I remember. I remember coming up to see you and him mentioning it and seeing your face. (laughs) The level of nausea that I got. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) uh, Do you know who I am? Like, I can't live in an RV. So I had mentioned that to my neighbor. I was like, look, I know we live in the country and I got goats and chickens, but that is faux farming. This is faux country. I don't do RVs. And she's like, well, girl, you're going to have to get country. I was like, well, look, doesn't look like God's giving me a choice. <laughs> so we look at these rentals and I, I cried. Because all in my mind I could see is I can't bring my grandchildren to this home. Mm-hmm. Like, and... And that's what I want. I want my family still to be able to come over. And then I'm like, Chad was like, oh, I have to get a trailer because I have to do both lawns. Now, I'm ignorant. I'm like, it's a rental. Don't they take care of that? The first time in our marriage, Chad says to me, bless your heart. I was like, wait a second. I know what that means. Okay? That was not nice. He's like, no, honey. I have to do both. And I, my heart sank. I was like, I can't do that to you. So I prayed, Lord, I need you to incline my heart to your will. I need you to soften my heart to this whole idea of an RV because my flesh is screaming against Mm -hmm. it. And so he did. And we went to Tiffany and Sean's house. They wanted, they were looking to get rid of their RV um and i walked into it i was like oh wait a minute this is kind of cute it's got a little fireplace (laughs) regular size fridge the bathroom's not this tiny i mean it's small but it's just not what i had in my mind and i just said to chad if this is what's going to work and we can be on our property because we were driving every day to deal with the goats and the chickens and if this is going to work that we live on the property um I will do it. Because Chad's like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. He, like, he just, he sets his mind to something. He can do it. Not me. Like, it really, I'm a little bit more bougie. I'm not bougie, but a little bit. It's a little sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm bougie with a few different things. <laughs> I think we all have our, our things. Yeah, we all have our things. And so, um, I mean, the insurance company was like, yeah, and we did a rent to own and now we own an RV and it's our home and it's working out. And honestly, I just can't imagine not living on our property. Now, am I counting the days to not live in an RV? A hundred percent. 
again, at the same time, thanking God that we have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So again, living in that duality of, of thinking and emotions, but always grateful. Mm -hmm. And we're making the best of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that God's going to continue to bless us and open doors and our our biggest desire is for God to be glorified. Yeah. Because he deserves it. He I mean, if he did nothing else after that day, he still would be worthy of our praise. Yeah. And but that's just not who he is. He just loves abundantly and over the top. And I think for Chad and I, that has been something that has humbled us to, to accept that God wants to give us more than we are expecting and to receive it. That's hard because yeah. we're very like, no, well, you know, we got this, we'll do it. And God's just like, sit back. I'm going to bless you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank you. How can I thank you yeah. enough? Yeah. I wanted to read two scriptures real fast because you we cannot be anchored in God unless we really anchor ourselves in the word. Yeah. And so two scriptures that for me have like stood out during this thing is um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 4. And I'm going to read them, except I need my glasses because I'm all cold <laughs> out. <laughs> Everything just got really blurry. All right. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our Lord, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I want to be a tree of righteousness. Oh, you are. You are. But I don't know that I'll ever be a, a, a strong enough tree to what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll never be enough yeah. to glorify him. And then the other one is uh, Romans 5, 1, 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the this grace in which we stand. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that we, excuse me, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That like you read things in the Bible and you're like, that's so cool. Like, I get it. Yeah. No, not until you really lean into that and apply it to your life and yeah. have those tribulations. Nobody wants to go through tribulations. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to go through this again. But I'm so thankful. Yeah. 
that I've gone through the things in my life that have given me, that have produced perseverance yeah. and character, which has always led me to hope. Yeah. I love that, um, the one in Romans, and I want to read it from the Passion Translation because I love how some of it's worded. Um, but I want to start, well, I'll just read one through five. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that he has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop us, develop in us patient endurance and patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Mm -hmm. I just love how it like words it. And I love the, in verse three, where it says, even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. And that, if I could sum up, like, that's what I have seen in you and Chad is every time that we have talked, every time I have seen you, there has been, yes, there have been tears. Yes. There Mm -hmm. has been sadness. Yes. There has been that, but there has been this joyful confidence. And, um, and I, you know, I have told you this privately a million times, but publicly, like, I want to honor you. I want to honor you Mm -hmm. and your husband of, you know, you have walked that you have been an example of what it looks like to, to have that hope. And, um, I love where it says that it's not a disappointing hope. You know, it's a hope that is, it's, it's an anchor that we hold on to. And I have watched the two of you from, you know, I saw you the night of the fire, um, and then the next morning, and then just throughout, you know, you've maintained that hope and you have those times where it's like, again, you know, sadness. And, the I remember that the next morning coming and talking to you and, and that was when, that was when at least I first heard him say the words RV and your, your face just, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, but even in that, there was, there's just always been this hope. And um, I think like you said, kind of way backtracking, but you know, you referred to it as muscle memory. And that has been very evident in the two of you of, you know, you, and it's example of this verse, you of this passage where it talks about like it, in, it produces this character that's proven and you have character that has been proven. It has been tested. It has been refined, but it's proven to be authentic. And just what, what an example, you know, what an example that, um, that the Lord has used and will continue to use. And I think I can speak for 
all of us who have seen from up close or from a distance in any way, shape or form, you know, you have, your lives have, have given him glory and continue to. Praise God um, for that. So is there anything else that we didn't say that you want to make sure that you say? I don't think so. I mean, regarding the fire, that's okay. Yeah. And then, you know, and I think too, one thing I want to point out is, and I mean, you've said it over and over and over, but the beauty of community and the beauty of just being plugged in is so important. And I think so many times, I'm just going to get on a little soapbox for a second, but you know, I think so many times, you know, you hear, you know, I've been hurt by the church or I just don't want to go to church or I just whatever. And it's, but there is, and I've seen it so beautifully and so powerfully through you guys is that's why it matters because you have this body coming alongside you and being like, no, you don't get to walk through this by yourself. You're not going to walk through this by yourself. And I just wonder like, for the people who don't have that, what is it like, you know, Uh, and just the importance of having it and being and and the thing is, is that, you know, you and Chad are people who have always been servants, you know, you've always been the first ones to show up and serve and help any way you can. And now to see it all be returned to you is, you know, you're reaping all of these seeds that you've sown over the years into the body and into people and into relationships and into your community and just to see it all be poured back into you is, is beautiful. Well, thank you. And I, I couldn't agree more. When I first moved here, I I was the most introverted, like isolated person. I mean, in Jersey, like there's so many people, it's really hard to connect. And I had friends, not, I love my church, but we knew when we moved here and the an open door was a huge pastor marks messages were a huge catalyst to get us here um and as i started going to the uh, women's coffee i met you i was like who is this girl that knows everybody like that's too much (laughs) that's too many people to talk to but i started meeting people and the lord I've said this before, he changed me. I mm-hmm. wanted to, go. I, I wasn't trying to cancel plans, which is like what I used to do. Mm-hmm. And before the fire, like I said, we knew we were in a great community. We loved our church. We knew that our church was a collection of people who loved and cared about each other. But this right here, like I hear you say, like we've been servants, like I don't, when you're on this receiving end, we we have said to each other, we haven't done anything. Like, we haven't poured into people. When you are humbled by that, that type of outpouring, um, and I don't know I, I don't know if we were anywhere else, would we receive that? I, I can't imagine it. There's something special about this area, our church, this community. Um, it's, it's special. Mm-hmm. And... I'll never forget that. And I don't know if you're going to ask the question that you ask everybody. Yes, of course. And that's exactly where I was going. What, Vicki, <laughs> is the Lord speaking to you personally right now? 
I don't know if it's so much a word, um, but more of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Praise, mm-hmm. trust, and gratitude. Like, praise him no matter what. Trust him no matter what. And be grateful for those little things. We look for anything that we can find to brag mm-hmm. about God. Mm-hmm. And we are we we want to always have a disposition of gratitude. And we want to praise him through it all. I've dragged myself to the altar many a times. Didn't feel like it. Down in the dumps. Not during this, just before. And God is just showing me, that is your weapon. Yeah. That is not just for me, but I'm going to move within you as you praise me, no matter the circumstances. And he is so right. So many times we read in the Old Testament, especially, like who are the first sent out? The dancers and the worshipers. Mm -hmm. That is a weapon. And if we can hone in on praising him, no matter how we feel, I think, you know, being more than conquerors will be something we will truly be able to live out. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to thank you again well, for no, being thank you. here and Appreciate just for just for being who you are. I mean, like I said, I can't say it enough and you know, it is the Lord and it is all glory to him and and mm-hmm. he gets all of it, but you know, he who you and Chad have allowed him to be through you is both beautiful and powerful. And I think being someone who has been able to be more on the upfront side of things, seeing how authentic it is and seeing, you know, that's why like having you on here, you're not just saying all the right things that sound good. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen you live it out. I've seen you live it out day by day and just so authentically and same for Chad. I mean, you two just who you are as people, you're just, so real you don't sugarcoat you don't sometimes that's not always a good thing but yeah (laughs) I love it and I love I mean it's truly and because you are the person who you'll go deep and you'll be real and you'll be vulnerable and then you'll be laughing two seconds later because that's who you are and that's how he is and I think there is just such a beauty to who you both are individually that over the last year or so I've really gotten to see and appreciate and I just, I love you. I love you. And I, I am so proud of you and this podcast and keep doing it girl because testimonies yeah, that just strengthens um, people's faith. Yeah. And it draws people closer to the Lord. Yeah. So you keep doing it. I'm going to keep cheerleading you. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you so much. You are such an encourager and a blessing, I know, to this community, but to me. I really do love you, and you're a good friend. Right back at you. Oh, gosh. Was that not absolutely amazing? I told you all. First of all, I told you that you would love her. I'm sure that you do. Um, And also, just, wow. 
I mean, I'm a little bit speechless and that doesn't happen very often, but I just, I don't even know what the best way to end this is because that was just fantastic. Um, I hope and pray that you were encouraged and that your hope was stirred a little bit, your faith was stirred a little bit. And like I said earlier, you know, especially if you are someone who is right in the middle of your own fire, whatever it looks like, and you're having to believe God and you're having to trust him, know that he is there. He is with you. He sees you. He is with you. His word promises that he will never leave us and never forsake us. And so he is there. Look for him in the details. Look for his hand and you will see it. You will find him. There's another verse that talks about how when we seek him with our whole hearts, we will find him. So look for him, look for him in the details and know that he is there and he is with you. I pray that this conversation encouraged you. I pray that it shows you that he is capable of bringing actual beauty from literal ashes. I am watching that happen and happen and unfold in my friends' lives and day by day it's more and more beauty. I'm expectant. I'm excited to see what the Lord does. I will have her come back on. Like I said, we have um, other things that we want to talk about. And so when she comes back on, we will have her give updates on the house and you will get to see even more, get to see and hear even more of how the Lord is working. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. I will join you back here next week for another episode of Pour It Out.